millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyson, who is clearly upstaging me with a a pretty slick background if you're watching you. on YouTube. Uh, if you're on Podcast Players, make sure to give us a review. But we're going to look at the European Continental Championships is what it's called, even though there's some countries here which are not on the European continent. Uh, the road race, and we'll mention the TT results as well. We've got all the hitters here that you'd expect. Well, most of them, uh, we've got Balsamo, quick for Italy, but Longoborghini and Cavalli for Netherlands. They have eight riders eight riders so that makes a big difference to the olympics i think which we'll talk about in a second but they got the likely suspects of vos following van vleuten van dyke Vandenbroek black peters marcus florchi Mackay. germany have uh liliana lippert and they got they got brenau as well belgium's got lotte kopecky but just uh benji is the belgian Depth, it's not quite as strong as the Dutch depth in terms of like a, a Florchi Mackay and Rihanna Marcus, Amy Peters, they're almost, they're much stronger than the domestic support for um, Kopecky, right? Yeah, certainly. I feel like in this race, we've got Julie van der Velde, who's arguably one of the stronger riders. She's a, a rider on Jumbo Visma and has been performing pretty well over the course of the season. But the majority of our team was expected to drop on the earlier climbs. Like a Jesse van der Bolke, I wasn't expecting her to get over the first like five climbs of this Polvo climb in the race. So I feel like I don't mean that bad for that rider, but like in general, it's just not an in-depth team that could try and control the reins for Kopecky. So she has to try and benefit from other teams doing it for her. And uh, that's difficult to win like that. Yeah, I'm not trying to shit on them. I'm more saying, you know, as yeah. Ben, you said, Kopecky's a sprint style rider. It's tough for her. You know, she can't just go long, one would think. So it's she wants a controlled race. So it's tough for her. France have got caught on Rago, who's probably... I'd say their best rider or Juliette Labou. Other isolated riders were good or not so strong teams. Katrina Alarud, Norwegian for Norway on Movistar, as well as Marlon Reusser only has two teammates on Switzerland. Uh, Lele Vite, the Lithuanian's always strong, as well as Zigart on Slovenia. Uh, but I'm probably missing someone, but they're the main names we have. Oh, Nuviadoma as well. Sorry, Kasia Nuviadoma, can't forget, on Poland, who actually had... They had a team of like six or seven. So they just they dropped as well. It's the same as the problem with Belgium. They had eight riders, but they dropped early. This course was quite attritional. It's I don't actually quite like the parkour. 110Ks, it's 3.6Ks at 4.7%. They do the Povo climb uh, like eight, nine times. It finishes though the last climb crest with 12Ks to go, then a descent, and then six, seven Ks of flat in the run into the finish, which is a cobble technical finish. Pretty flat, a little bit draggy, but yeah, I think that climb has two Ks at about six and a half percent. It's the start of it's pretty easy. But Benji, we had Netherlands and France and Italy trying to get riders up the road early in this race. Yes, certainly. The uh, most notable team that started off sending people up front was France, because in the earlier climbing sections in this Polvo circuit, 
the tempo in the peloton wasn't that high and then every round every circuit we'd have one or two attacks and first of all it started off with uh cordon rago going in the breakaway she ended up being caught again because that attack didn't really go too far and eventually she was caught duval went for france just when she was caught and when duval ended up being caught it was again for cordon rago and it kept on going like that and it's potentially a strategy that they also used in the u23 i think uh, in this, well, European Championships. And it was once again, Duval going afterwards, didn't really go that far, and Bionic was the next to go, and that's when Casper uh, German, Paladin as Italian, and Ellen van Dijk went in that attack as well. So a four-rider breakaway, trying to get away at this point in the race. And this was with roughly uh, 55k to go that this started. And it was mostly Ellen van Dijk doing the work initially, because she tried to get other people to work with her, but at the start, it didn't really go that well. And then suddenly everybody was, was working together once the gap was formed. And then it was up to the Netherlands to decide, do they trust Alan van Dijk in this breakaway or not? And uh, what's your take on that? Well, Italy were happy with it. They got Pallet in there. They're like, mm, she's pretty good throw, Pallet. She's been good this year. 50-50 against Alan van Dijk, let's say, with the German not looking too good. Uh, that's good odds. That's better than ELB against a whole host of characters in the peloton. Uh, for Germany, you know, oh, on paper, it's great tactics. Get a rider in the break. You don't have to pull someone up the road. Fantastic. But it's not fantastic when that rider inevitably is going to get dropped on a climb and then you have to chase a 50-second gap, a minute gap. So you're just creating a bigger problem for yourself later. For Netherlands, I think they did what they did in maybe the 2018 World Championships or 2019. No, not World Championships, European Championships. Might have been the Glasgow one, maybe the year after, where they just chase at like 50 seconds. Marcus just keeps the gap getting outrageously big because then Paladin has to keep working with Adam van Dijk. If that gap goes to three minutes, four minutes, I don't think she'd pull with Adam van Dijk anymore. So maybe that's why they did it. Maybe they didn't trust her. I don't know. They kind of stopped after a while and the gap kept getting bigger until Germany. There's no race radius, by the way. No team radius. They don't know gaps. Germany eventually got on the front when the German got dropped and came back with, I don't know, like 30, 35 Ks to go. And it's something we don't see, Benji, but it's what they should do. When you get dropped out of the break with the no race radios, you should basically stop on the road so that you <laughs> could, so that your team behind can see. And it didn't yep. happen with Paladin. Do you think – so then, sorry, continue on. So Germany chasing, the gap's under 30 seconds, 22 seconds, 25 seconds even. Paladin gets dropped – with under 30 Ks to go by Ellen Van Dyke, um, she's gone. Do you think if Paladin sat up there, this would have changed what happened behind? Because Italy did not know that she'd been dropped. Yeah, I think it does change the strategy that comes behind because Italy would be more prominent to do something and would most likely, uh, well, end up starting to chase as well, I would expect, if Ellen Van Dyke is at the front. Unless they want to play it risky and they see that Germany's pacing and they say like, okay, we're going to silently pretend that we didn't notice that Paladin was dropping and we'll let Germany take care of the work. But once again, that's risky with Alan van Dijk at the front. She's very strong at time trolling. We've seen that before. Obviously, the climbing sections are not her ideal terrain, but she's not bloody terrible at them as uh, we could have seen this entire race so far. And eventually, Germany just kept on pacing without Italy uh, kicking in for that chase. And uh, Germany was prepping something because we had some people drop already in the earlier parts of the race. Mariana Voss, for example, for the Netherlands, didn't seem like she was having the best of days. And I don't know, it felt like we had less prominent strength in the Netherlands and the peloton than 
other races? Is that something I saw or is that something that in general was the feeling? I think it became apparent maybe the first attack from – so Lippert attacks with like 23 k's to go maybe. Yep. It's the second last climb she attacks. Very, very strong attack. Big separation to the group behind. Maybe it caught Netherlands off guard. I think Lippert, A, she didn't know that Paladin had been dropped. So she didn't know that Italy were probably about to start chasing. So she attacks maybe half out of panic because her team was spent. And so it's like you either attack here with them bringing it to 30 seconds or whatever it was, 40 seconds, or that gap's going to go out again when no one takes over. So she's like, I have to attack now, see who can come with me. Nivea Doma responds very strong in a 30 to 45-second burst on a 6% climb this year. And as Benji said, Van Vleuten off the back. Not off the back. Like she's gapped as well as Vollering, and they have to take a they take a long time to claw back to Lippert and Nerviadoma. Royster is there as well as uh, Lelevita for the Lithuanian, Marta Valli and Longo. I think Longo Borghini counters over the top because they catch Lippert. Lippert's yep. attack catches Paladin. Longo Borghini counters, but we've still got Ellen Van Dyke up the road, and they even brought her into eye shot. They got that gap down to like eight or ten seconds. Yep. It was very well, I small. Think it was. Yeah. And then they stop. They get to maybe the bottom of the descent. We've got a group, as I said, of Reusser. So everyone's isolated except the two Italians, Longo Borghini and Cavalli. Yep. Then we have Reusser, just won the ITT. We'll mention the results at the end. Very strong. She'll good at Love Well to challenge. She's got one climb left. Reusser, Vollering, Van Vleuten. Those two are not going to pace. Lippert, Nivea Doma, Lila Vita, the Lithuanian, and Emil Sik, the Belarusian. Yep, correct. So they get to the bottom. No one paces. And the gap goes out to 45, 50 seconds again. All the work that they've just done bringing it back to 12 seconds goes out because we saw ELB and Cavalli having a discussion about who's to chase. And is it, am I missing something? Am I stupid, Benji? Why, when a group of, say, eight riders, all of who, most of whom have uh, sort of priorities or objectives that are aligned, which is bringing back Van Dyke, except the two Dutch riders, they see, well, you have two teammates in the group. So regardless of how strong they might be, they're like, you have to ride on the front ELB and we're not pacing, even though it lets the gap go out even more. Yeah, I agree. I, f- I feel like it was uh, exactly what they were looking at. They were in the group together with Cavalli and Longoborghini. It took a while and eventually Longoborghini was the one chasing for Cavalli. And from that point on, as we saw nobody, not a single soul in that group, obviously not expected by the Dutch because they had Van Dijk up front, but the rest should all have at least some intention to win this race and not ride for silver. And as a consequence, should try and help out uh, the person that is chasing in that group. Sure, you're putting Cavalli in a seat, but you're also making sure you're staying in the competition because if the gap keeps on growing from 10 to 20 to 30, 40, 50 seconds, then uh, then you're fucked for this race. And you know, <laughs> then you've got one Polvo climb to try and fix everything again. And perhaps the initial portion, just after that second climb, after the descent, we saw that tiny attack by Reuser. But eventually, like you said, nobody except for Longo Bordin, Guinea doing the work. And perhaps their idea was, I'm going to try it again on the next climb. I think Lippet was thinking that, as she saw on the previous climb, that the rest was dropping. And Nivia Doma was the second strongest there as well. So probably she was like, okay, I can also make the difference there. But you can't make the difference when the gap is back up to 50 seconds. When that happens, you're... You're unlikely to catch Von Dijk back completely, and it's very risky from that point onwards. And I think at that point in the race, I was I was like, okay, Von Dijk has this because this chase is not cooperating. But there was some light in the tunnel on the climb itself. We did have attacks, but 
you think it's logical to go for single-handed attacks on the climb then if well it's already at 45 seconds isn't cooperation better when cooperation starts it's very fragile and if someone does something to break that cooperation it all falls into a pile so we had elb pacing the gap went out to 52 and then it was like at 45 seconds she stops pacing completely done by the way she wasn't faking she was done cavalli stops pulling doesn't attack and like so the point of that was what exactly Lippet actually i saw Lippet pacing for a little bit Lippet was pacing and then Royce countered her and once that happened it's like yeah you've been sitting in you could have okay it's not ideal with demi volering in the group i hear people don't probably be like well if you pace and demi volering sits in then you you're probably going to lose that way you're right you're probably going to lose that way you might lose that way but if you don't catch van dyke you definitely will lose that way so Nivirdoma, Roisa in particular, in particular, and Lippert should have been rolling turns with Elisa Longo Borghini. They didn't. Royce attacks, falls in a heap, gap goes up to a minute. And they I think they were eating into Van Dyke on the climb a yeah, lot, Benji. Significantly. Like, like if that gap was 30 seconds, 25 yeah. seconds at the base, they take her back, right? Yep, exactly. The gap went down from like 45 seconds at the bottom to 18 to 19 20 seconds when leopard went for another one of those crazy attacks and the rest was trying to follow and at the start of that climb what what surprised me most here was all of this happens alongo borghini still controls the group and tries to still crawl, crawl it back but the second that longer borghini gets of the front of this chasing group everybody looks at each other again and nobody <laughs> takes over and that's when you know the race is done Exactly. And it's not a matter of legs. I just think, and it's understandable. I think there's a mentality that pacing with AVV and Volering in the group, if you start pacing as the leader of your team, that's just something you can't do um, because, you know, you're going to lose or whatever. But I then probably you're saying also, well, Marlon Ross has two teammates. What's she to do with Switzerland? You've got two teammates. Nilvidon has got no teammates with her. Well, I've been saying it for a while. Said it all this year in the context of SD Works. Marlon Roy said, You have a new teammate. She's called Carson Nivia Doma. Um, what, you know, it's your hello, welcome, Kasia. You two are going to be riding together because you both probably don't want to go the line with um, AVV or Vollering and you need to bring Van Dyke back. So, but maybe I'm. Maybe race radios meant they didn't know the gap exactly, Benji. Maybe they think Van Dyke's just up there. Because they saw her before on the last climb, she's just up there. But I think they, maybe that's why. Um, like, do you think they should have radios where it's a neutral radio, at least telling them accurate gaps regularly? Yes. Firstly, I think for uh, safety precautions, because there are a lot of like events and races this year already that need the race radio to announce it. For example, if uh, what's it called? If a train is passing, for example, stuff like that. Uh, or the race stopped in that race that where Remco Evenepoel had to stop because there was a fire up the road. All that stuff, like, sure, you can have a motorbike that starts waving ahead of everybody, but it's much easier to have, like, one default race radio with just race radio info, not team radio info. That would be a nice concept that I'd love to see try because then you don't have that tactical feeling of team radios, but you do have the safety precautions and the organizers' per, uh, like information because... I feel like in a race, riders should know the gaps while they are riding and who is in which group, mainly because I feel like it makes the riders look really stupid sometimes. If, 
for example, the Dutch or chasing the Dutch, stuff like that. And I don't enjoy when riders are are looking stupid in a race for a reason that is not their own. Yeah, I agree. I think a neutral radio, which says the accurate gaps, maybe it would have changed behavior. I think it definitely would have changed the initial lipid attack timing. What happened afterwards, maybe not so much in my opinion. But Van Dijk rides away from this. Once they don't catch her on the climb, it was a wrap. Because I have a question, actually. She powers away. Yes, sir. In the chase, we have a moment where Reuser was still pacing a tiny bit. I think it was after that Lippard uh, pacing you said for a second. When she asked Reuser to take over, Reuser went for a bit of a move. And then Van Vleuten started talking to Reuser. And I don't know what they said to each other, but they kept talking for 20 seconds riding at the front of the group. And I'm really curious what was said there. Incredibly curious because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Maybe AVV was saying, Marlon, if you paste, can you paste this back for me so I can... <laughs> go for gold possibly or the european champs jersey but yeah it wasn't possible from that point van dyke rides away uh with winning the european championship she'll wear the jersey next year quite a fetching jersey usually actually and you can see the finessing in that group a group that had brought the gap down to like 25 30 seconds on the last climb and then the gap grew to a minute 18 to them in the sprint behind liana lippert winning that sprint she was she looked on really good form today lippert maybe the best condition we've seen from her this year out of Elevator taking bronze uh, for Lithuania. Naviodoma fourth in Volering, Cavalli, Royce, Amelusic, and Van Vleuten ninth. Balsamo wins the second, third group for Italy behind ahead of Kopecki and Co. So, Vol- yeah, what's I think a shame about this race, Benji, is when AVV is on and rides away on a hard parkour, some, there's just nothing you can do. There isn't anything you can do, and or if Vollering or, or Van der Breggen does something crazy too, that's fine. But I think in a day where they were back at the level playing field, where I'm like, I don't know if AVV is stronger than Lippert today. And then to have them not bring the break back and finesse and not give themselves the chance to win in that situation, I guess must be very disappointing for, for those, those, uh, those women because – yeah, it was a day maybe they could have won, particularly for Italy uh, as well. But, yeah, what do you see for Van Dijk, Benji? She's still in fantastic form. Ne- next year for SD Works, she's – oh, not, not SD Works, rather. Uh, she's one of the only good good Dutch women not on <laughs> SD Works. She doesn't have a contract with Trexler Freda next year. She's 34, but she's still uh, riding at top, top level. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think she – have you heard any word on whether she's keeping going or not? I quite literally have no clue about her next season, but I hope she keeps going. I feel like she offers a lot for the sport and she also does a lot for other riders in her team. She rides a lot for Hosking in races where Hosking is the rider that could True. do well for Dagen in certain races for Longoborghini. Uh, it doesn't often happen where she gets the opportunity to go for the victory unless it's a, a smaller race or a time trial these days. And I guess I enjoy seeing it happen on a on a race today it's sure it's obviously influenced by the fact that the chasing group the cohesion was literally stabbing my eyes but it's still a very deserved victory and she went for it and she ended up winning so very well deserved and i'm i'm very happy about her winning actually because i'd love to see that shirt on a a trek jersey if she stays at trek or just the jersey that she's in because she's gonna show it and it might not be in the finals. It might be domesticating for Hosking and so forth or something. But in some races, she's going to show it like that as well. And uh, I like that. 
yeah, she won the Healthy Aging Tour GC this year. She won a few races. She won a TT there, Prologue at Lotto Belgium Tour. She won, and now she won this race in a lot of seconds as well. But yeah, speaking of seconds, let us know down below, by the way, what you thought of the tactics in the group today. Are we missing something? Um, is there something we didn't see or race radio is playing a bigger part than we gave give them credit for? But we... We'll just wrap up the TT that happened uh, during the week in Zintrento, Aldige, by the way, beautiful area. 22-kilometer TT for the women. We'll do the men's TT wrap-up t- tomorrow, and it's pretty flat. There's an intermediate time check at 10.5Ks in, and the rider who's been doing so well in all these, in the TTs recently, Marlon Roisa, she, um, she won again. She was actually... I don't know if you can ever put her the favourite. I mean, I don't think... I think she was. She was a ladies tour time trial she won. I think she was very close on the mountain time trial as well. But that's obviously a very different parkour, so less uh, representative here. She was second at the Olympics time trial uh, behind Van Vleuten ahead of everybody else. I had her as favourite for this uh, time trial personally. Van Dijk was her competition in my eyes. Why didn't ADD uh, do it? Um... I don't know, it's it's very flat, and perhaps that's the reason that she thought, let's focus on the road race. True. Or yeah, she, she wanted to give like another Dutch rider a chance, because sure, the time trial positions are less uh, than uh, road race positions, so perhaps she was like, okay, this person is more likely to have something useful out of this race, so let's have Marcus do it instead. True, and she just been uh, she just had the... Sarah said love welter challenge. She's been racing a lot. I think she went back and did some other training and recovery. So maybe yeah, it's what Benji described. But Marlon Royce won that TT uh, nearly a 50-kilometer-an-hour average, 27 minutes from 13. She beat Van Dyke, who got the better of her today, who came second, taking bronze, 19 seconds by, and then big gap of a minute and two from Royce to Brenauer. Germany 3-4, Lisa Klein came fourth on 122. Then Rihanna Marcus fifth on 143. Uh, then the rest of the top 10 were Konenko for Ukraine, Kiesenhofer, obviously the Olympic road race champion, then Vittoria Busi, Sarvandavel, and Emma Norsgaard, 10th. But I want to pick out a rider, Benji, who's coming into some good shape. She was good as a domestic today for Netherlands, Rihanna Marcus. Again, yep. she moved to Yumbo this year, 27. I think she could be mixing it up in some G1 groups of seven in the classics next year. I think that is a very uh, plausible take. She had that breakaway in Tour of Norway. She was proving herself strong as a domestique in uh, mostly the hill races at the start of the season, if I recall correctly. I swear she had top 20 in one of them. Liège 12. Oh, okay. Yeah, that race. Also uh, top 20 in Omelope, it seems, if I check. Yes. Um, I think that she's likely going to uh, prove even more important next year. Uh, Mariana Vos was not totally great today. She's likely... How long, like, I'm not sure if it's hard to ask this, but do we know what the life plan of Mariana Vos is, as in, like, does she have a, a certain moment where she sees herself stop cycling? Or I don't that, think well, it's as cut and dried as Chantal van der Broek, Black and van der Breggen. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything because those two have definite plans for retirement um, in the next year or so, within the next year. For Vos, I'm not sure. I mean, she's only 34. She's still on top level. I would say she's been better this year than last year. Yeah. Um, yeah Simak Ladies Tour, she was pretty dominant um, the other week. But, yeah, I think, again, neither of those two have a contract, according to PCS at least, with the Umbo Visma women 
next year yet. I know it's only September. I'm, I think Voss won't have too much trouble getting a contract from somewhere. But yeah, the, <laughs> I assume that Jumbo Visma will want to keep two Dutch women that are that strong. But yeah, I think it's, as you said, Benji, Voss kind of, Rightly so, like at Gen Wevelhem, for example, the whole team has to chase for Voss, had to chase ELB for Voss, and she won. Um, but yeah, you're right, it creates a, 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 there's less opportunities for Marcus. So maybe they split her and they say, you're okay for leadership, we're going to split you at different races to Mariana Voss next year. Or maybe, listen, maybe they play her in the Ellen van Dijk role like today. And that's what they do. They get her in breaks and then you have Voss sit behind like Vollering did. I think that's another way to use Rihanna Marcus as well. But yeah, any yeah, other I think, uh, takeaways? I think uh, at the start of the stage, Rihanna Marcus was one of the riders that the Netherlands was using today to try and get uh, into groups with, yeah, at the start of the race or try and neutralize groups from the inside or try and follow attacks. So she was definitely potentially trying what Van Dijk was doing, but it was just that one move with Van Dijk that happened. So... Perhaps that's exactly what they were trying today and uh, we might see her do that a few times more in the future because I feel like she would be great at it. When it comes to other takeaways of today, I feel like um, who? I think the Lithuanian did really well today and I think she might be... Uh, I feel like she's she might be good in the Italian classics upcoming, as in Emilia, stuff like that. So I can't wait to uh, see what Emilia gives as well. She's won that before. <laughs> Has she? I, yeah, I, I, I'm I didn't pretty know sure. Um, don't quote me on it. Maybe like three years ago or something. Uh, yeah, she won. <laughs> she won three years ago. She's won loads of Italian. She's come second. In, she came second in it last year as well. Um, behind, is that behind? Yeah, Cecilia Utrecht Ludwig. So that's yeah. She'll be good in these, these sort of classics. It's basically a race. Second in twenty twenty and twenty nineteen, she was fourth. In twenty eighteen, she was first. In twenty seventeen, she was second. And then the year before, fourth. And then 2015, she was 24th. Okay. So the dominance started in 2016. Absolute madness. <laughs> <laughs> so she's on Aram Italia Basso Bikes Viano, which I think is I, I think is just like a, is a Conti level team or Pro Conti team. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, it has a lot There's of There's no Pro Conti on, on a women's cycle. Okay. She's Italians and Lithuanians. But yeah, she's pretty strong. So I look forward to seeing her there. But that's our wrap up of the European Championships women's road race mainly and the tt hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you with the men's tt and road race recap tomorrow can't wait to see richie port take out the honors ciao mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.